Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for Thursday, June 2nd, 2011. The weekend is so close I can almost taste it. Sharon Turlip here from the Wall Street Journal, bringing you the latest news from the global automotive industry. John is out of the office this morning covering a Ford press conference. He mentioned something about a three-cylinder EcoBoost engine. We should have all the details on this announcement in tomorrow's show, so stay tuned. As for today, the big news is May sales. And they were decidedly meh. According to Wards, about 1,060,000 new light vehicles were sold, which is good. Anything more than a million a month is okay in today's economic climate. But they were still down versus the month before, dropping nearly 100,000 units compared to April. Predictably, the SAR plummeted as well, topping out a little shy of 11.8 million. That's the first time in seven months the SAR came in below 12.5 million. In April, it hit 13.13 million. How did the automakers do? Well, let's start with the Detroit 3. On a daily selling rate basis versus April of this year, Ford led the pack, posting a 14% increase. Chrysler came in second, delivering a 10.5% jump. GM brought home a 7% gain. As for Asian automakers, Honda sales fell more than 18% and Toyota was down nearly 24%. Nissan, however, was up almost 20 points, while Hyundai grew nearly 8%. Sister company Kia posted a gain of more than 15%. Combined, the South Korean powerhouses nearly outsold Toyota and Lexus. The margin was fewer than 1,000 vehicles. European OEMs posted some big percentage gains, again on a month-over-month basis, daily selling rate basis. Audi, BMW, Daimler, and Volkswagen were up nearly 20% apiece. Jaguar and Land Rover were up strongly as well. But the Swedish automakers were the most Jekyll and Hyde. Volvo was up darn near 30%, but as you'd expect, Saab almost fell off the chart, dropping 40 points. Let's talk about top-selling vehicles so far this year. On the car side, the Camry was number one, yet again. Followed by the Accord, the Corolla Matrix combo, combo, the Altima, and rounding out the top five, the Civic. Pretty much what we all expected, and it's the same for trucks. The F-Series is on top, followed by the Silverado, next comes the CR-V, then the Ram, and finally the Escape. No surprises here. Again, we thank Wards for making these numbers available. Recently, the Obama administration and Democrats have been touting the auto bailouts as the reason for GM and Chrysler's recent financial success. And now the White House says taxpayers won't lose as much on the loans as initially expected. According to my publication, the Wall Street Journal, original estimates predicted taxpayers would lose 60% of the $80 billion given to the industry. But a new report says that losses will be less than 20%, or $16 billion. White House auto advisor Ron Bloom says it will be closer to a $14 billion loss. The Obama administration wants to sell its remaining shares in GM, but says the U.S. will lose $10 billion if they're sold at current prices. The government is also in negotiations with Fiat to purchase the 6% stake it currently controls in Chrysler. After rapidly ascending the quality rankings in recent years, Ford said it isn't pleased with what it calls a mixed performance this year. CEO Alan Mulally says top-level quality will be key to the company's long-term success, but says electronic woes in the sink and my Ford touch systems are hurting their efforts. Glitches in my Ford Touch dropped the new Ford Explorer to 17th out of 19 midsize SUVs in a recent Consumer Reports survey. CR said the system was complicated and distracting. 
In an effort to further refine other areas of quality control, Ford is adding laser-guided robots to 17 factories. The door-aligning robots are capable of placing doors within a tenth of a millimeter of specification, which Ford says will cut wind noise. In the U.S. and other Western countries, child safety seats are required by law, but GasGu reports there are no such rules in China. As a result, there are a high number of children killed in auto accidents in the country. A new report from China says that 18,500 infants die every year in auto crashes and that the use of child safety seats is less than one-tenth of one percent. A researcher from a university in China says that if child safety seat use was required by law, that it could reduce infant deaths by as much as 70 percent. Coming up next, a look at how GM is making parts for the Chevy Volt out of recycled oil booms that were used to soak up oil spill last year in the Gulf of Mexico. We'll be right back right after this. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. The Chevy Volt is helping save the environment in more ways than one. General Motors is making air deflectors for the plug-in electric out of recycled oil booms that were used to soak up oil that was spilled into the Gulf of Mexico last year. Here's a quick update from the company about the process. You can call it the ultimate recycling program. In the past, booms used to soak up oil from the Gulf spill would be buried in landfills. In a program unique to General Motors, these will be recycled and converted into parts for these, reducing the secondary environmental impact of the spill. It's actually a pretty simple process and it's pretty economical as far as, you know, not too labor intensive and it's, uh, we're able to keep a lot of material from going to the landfills. After the booms are pulled from the water, oil is removed by spinning them in a centrifuge, processing and then remolding them into car parts, such as the air deflectors surrounding the radiator for the new Chevrolet Volt. These materials, if sent to a landfill, will take hundreds of years to even start to break down. So they do have a, a life cycle that they can be reused over and over and over again, thus preventing the use of new, new materials being generated. Over 100 miles of booms have been prevented from being dumped into landfills. General Motors has worked collaboratively with their suppliers to recycle waste into reusable products. GM believes in resource conservation, taking materials and utilize them in the best possible way. We believe efficiency reflects in quality as well. If we can take materials and figure out through our supplier base and other technology investigations that we can move those materials into a good use, that's a good thing for the world. Recycling of the Gulf booms is one of many steps General Motors has taken to reuse waste byproducts. Two years ago, General Motors had promised to make 50% of their facilities landfill free. They've exceeded that with 76 of their facilities achieving this goal. That's a fascinating story, and that's a wrap. Again, I'm Sharon Turlip from the wonderful Wall Street Journal. Thank you for watching, and please tune in tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for our live broadcast with AutoLine After Hours. Johnny Mack and Peter D. are sitting down with Tim Kolbeck, the new Chief Operating Officer of Saab. Should be a great show. Anyway, thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.